Today on the show, we're talking about side hustles. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. My name's Courtney, I'm joined with Trevor, and thank you so much for being here with us today as we talk about side hustles. So Trevor, to lead off this episode, what is a side hustle? You know, it probably means a lot of things to a lot of people, but for me, a side hustle is is something you do alongside traditional employment. And, and I make that distinction because if you're an entrepreneur, you have your own business, if you have a side hustle, you really, you have two businesses, right? So I, I believe a side hustle is something you do if you're traditionally employed, something you do on the side. So, and it can be money-making, maybe not money-making. Uh, it's something that, it, you know, some people might call it a hobby. Some people might call it a side hustle, but it's, it's, it's something that consumes your time. It's constructive. It's productive. You know, those are kind of the things I look for when, when, I, when I think of a side hustle. So we're going to get into why side hustles might be monetarily driven later on. But before we even get to that, I just want to talk about more of an overarching view of why we're even bringing side hustles into our podcast episode today, why it, it can be included in our talk about life, life philosophy and personal finance. Well, I think a side hustle, so just from a life philosophy standpoint, if you have a side hustle, I'm going to take an opportunity here to, to sort of further define a side hustle. A side hustle, a good side hustle, is something that solves a problem in the world. So an existing problem in the world, and you come up with an idea to solve that or, or help solve it. And if you've done that, you're making a contribution to society, maybe a contribution to your specific community. So, and, and that's very rewarding. And whether it, whether it throws off money is irrelevant. I mean, if you can solve a problem in the world, it's extremely gratifying. Now, if you do solve a problem and a lot of people benefit from it, so the personal finance benefit, would be, it'll, it'll be income producing. Chances are, right? if, if you're really good at it and, and it, it solves a, a, a problem a lot of people are having. Because people are willing to pay to have their problem solved. It's something we know that's been tried and tested. Well, in the age of the internet, oddly enough, a lot of people expect their problems to be solved for free. You know, like how many times, I know I go to YouTube all the time to see how to fix something or, 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 or how, to, how to, you know, watch a video on how to fix something on my car. And I go there not expecting to pay anything. But, but that person could be making money if there's an ad that runs at the beginning of that video. So that, there's an example. So people aren't, aren't necessarily willing to pay in the age of the internet for their problems to be solved. So I now want to get into more of the history of side hustles and where they all began and, and when you personally started seeing them take, uh, re- really take control of the market and, and really stand their own ground. If I think back to when I was a kid, a lot of guys, I, I, I had a neighbor who, he was an auto mechanic, so he fixed cars for a living. He, he worked for somebody, traditional employment. And he also fixed cars in his garage on the side. So that, that was his side hustle. He would do brake jobs and tune-ups and, and all sorts of, sort of, uh, I'll call them simpler repairs in, in his backyard garage. So he, he had a side hustle. It turned out he was doing the same thing he did during the day in the evening. And you know, looking back, it, it didn't seem that gratifying. And I think, you know, he was getting frustrated all day being a mechanic and then he would come home and do it again. So I don't think that's a good idea, but that was my first exposure to a side hustle. And I, I truly believe your side hustle should be something different than what you do. And it it should be the more soul-crushing your jo- your traditional job is, the more different your side hustle needs to be. And we are going to get into later the, the reasons to start a side hustle. And, and that brings into play the dynamics between how your side hustle maybe will improve your main job or, or maybe make you think differently about your main job. So I do like that you bring that point up. Why, in your opinion, do you think that side hustles are so popular and actually are so popular that they have a name? 
Well, the internet has made it incredibly easy to start a, a side hustle. One of the, the, the challenges in any business of any kind is exposure, you know, getting people to know that you have this side hustle, this thing exists. And the internet is where people go to find them, and it, it's very inexpensive to get a website or, or have social media and put your idea out there for people to find. So the internet has made side hustles incredibly easy. I mean, probably the most common side hustle today is a blog, you know, writing about something you're passionate about. That has to be the the single most common side hustle I'm aware of. I want to stop for a minute and talk about the actual word side hustle. Do you believe there's any sort of negative connotation there or that the word can be misconstrued? Well, the word hustle kind of has a negative tone to it, right? It sounds like you're trying to get away with something or you're, you're trying to pull something over on somebody. When really, it, it's the opposite. It's it's you hustling a, a side business, right? It's, 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 you, it's you hustling it, rather than trying to hustle people. So I, I think it... It, it, you know, could be construed as something negative or something shady, but I, I don't see it that way at all. I want to talk now about what makes for a good side hustle. So does, I, you, you mentioned that you have to have a passion for it, but should it be passion over demand or should you pick a side hustle that's more of a niche or, or something that's more mainstream popular to really get into? You know, this is the the... The, the, the question everyone needs to ask themselves before they start it. The first and foremost, as I said before, you need to be solving a problem that exists in the world today, not a problem that might occur or a problem you, you think might happen in the future. You need to be solving a problem of today. So that's first and foremost. If you're not solving a problem, chances are you're not going to succeed. And second, secondly is you can't be chasing money you've got to be just bringing passion to that problem solving. And if you do bring passion to that problem solving, then the money will find you. It, it will undoubtedly find you. It, if, even if you don't want it, if you bring passion to solving a problem a lot of people have, money will find you every single time. So if any one of our listeners is listening right now and they want to start their own side hustle. Where do you believe that the idea, the the specific idea of what your side hustle should be really starts from and, and it's cultivated from? I know you just said passion is a big one, but what where can individuals go for inspiration and what can they look towards to really, really get that concrete idea? Well, it, it starts with solving a problem. So ch- chances are if, if you have a problem you're trying to solve, constantly or a problem you you can't seem to find a solution to chances are a lot of other people have that same conundrum and that is a great place to start but i i want to i want to get into this is I, I mentioned earlier so if you're starting a side hustle it has to you know to be sustainable it has to be something you thoroughly enjoy if it's work the minute life gets in the way your side hustle ends or it gets pushed pushed off and so if you believe a side hustle is something you do in conjunction with traditional employment so the more soul crushing your job is the more enjoyable your side hustle needs to be because your 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 body's energy is being drained all day long and then you're going to have maybe if, if your side hustle is not that enjoyable, again, you're going to be spending more of your life energy that you don't want to on your side hustle. So, But if, if you are somewhat passionate about your job and you somewhat enjoy it, then your side hustle, it doesn't have to be that extreme enjoyment. It, it, it can be a little bit of work, right? And, and Because you still have a little left at the end of the day if you really enjoy what your traditional employment is. So I, I think that's, that's a very important distinction. Because I've started a few things where, you know, I, I, I thought I liked what the side hustle was, and it turns out I, I didn't like it as much as I thought I did, and it became unsustainable. And that's the, when side hustles fail, it, it's the sustainability that, that, that's the problem. 
but to every everything out there there's always maybe one aspect or one small thing that maybe you don't enjoy is that still applicable to the idea of a side hustle though you know everything in life is 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 solving a problem of some kind and i'll give you an example i thought i i, I enjoyed music but it turns out i didn't like the problems of practicing music you know i, I find it very monotonous and an effort and I, I I didn't like those problems but I knew people that loved practicing they loved just nailing a a song and getting it down like just like the record and they loved those problems they they, they searched for the finest nuances in the music that they that I didn't even realize were there but they loved those problems and their problems no matter whether you like them or you don't it, it's a problem some people you know, they think they want to be a writer, but they don't enjoy stringing together, you know, very thought-provoking sentences. You know, that's that's effort, right? They just want the finished product. So in your side hustle, you, you have to like the problems of that hustle. You know, you have to like the problems that come with that. So one thing, I, I like making furniture, and I really enjoy, uh, you know, making furniture parts fit together and just being, you know, meticulous about, you know, fine-tuning the, 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 the wood joint so everything goes together just seamlessly. I love that. But my father, he can't stand that kind of woodworking. You know, he, he, that, that just frustrates him to no end. So you have to like the problems of your side hustle because it is problems. I, I like I like the way you do look at the little nuances within something as problems because when you look at the idea of practicing for your music, that doesn't really seem like a problem at first glance, but you are right. It is, and it can be classified as a problem. Well, here's a good example. So I'm an accountant, and I love analyzing numbers, and I love putting in balances and checks, you know, making sure, you know, that... There's, there's a balance in check, so, you know, I know these numbers are, are solid because, you know, I've created a, a cross-reference of some kind, a reason check. And I really love that aspect of it where I've built in this check. But I know people that work in accounting, and they can't stand that, that you know, nitpicky reconciliation sort of nonsense, as they call it. A and they hate the problems of accounting, yet they work in accounting. So... That represents a soul-crushing job to that person, and if they if they started a, a side hustle, it needs to be extremely enjoyable to them. Because by the end of their day, these people, their life energy is gone. So, whereas me, I I wouldn't say, like I like the problems of accounting. You know, they they they're they're challenging, but I I enjoy solving them. So, I still have life energy left at the end of the day. It's funny because one of the articles we're going to reference later talks about how if you're if you, when you come home from the end of the end of the day and you're tired and you just want to turn on Netflix, what is that side hustle that's going to make you excited and, and energized to get to as soon as you get home? Well, like this podcast, I mean, I could talk about personal finance all day long. And in fact, you, you know, do. It, I do, and, and I kind of started this podcast because. I felt bad for my wife because she would have to listen to, to me talk about personal finance and she would, she would, you know, appear interested when I know she's probably had enough, but I, I would keep going. And I love that I can, I can talk about personal finance all, you know, constantly. And I, 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 at this point, I wish I could talk about it more. So I love the problems of personal finance. And I, I really, I think this podcast is a good example because it's an example of how teaming up with someone else can make a side hustle more enjoyable because I, I really don't have a lot of interest in editing and you don't maybe thrive on creating episode outlines in the same way that I do. So I think if you do team up with someone, it creates this better balance as well. You know, that's a great example because, you know, I love the problems of editing uh, audio. I just, I get so caught up in it and I, I, I've caught myself doing it into the wee hours of the morning and not realizing the, the time of day. And I know when you put together these outlines, the effort that goes, I, I always open my email and I go, wow, I can't believe how well this is laid out. And for me, that would be effort. 
and, and I, I love that we've teamed up to do this. And it, it's also a sense of community when you do a side hustle with people. You know, you feel like you're, some, you're, you're part of something bigger than you. And it's, and it's just easy to stay motivated and, and easy to bounce your ideas off someone else as well. Well, and if you're, if you're in a side hustle with somebody else, there's a little bit of accountability, which kind of keeps you honest. And, and I mean honest in that you're, you're going to give it your full effort. I, I don't mean honest in that you're going to steal something. But by being in a side hustle with somebody else, you know, you probably, if there's one day where you only wanted to give a half effort, you won't because you don't want to let somebody down. So that's another good thing with, with side hustle. If you do it with peop, other people, it, it, it brings that benefit as well. And that's definitely why there are a plethora of side hustle-esque communities in that people get together to share their passion and to really motivate and inspire each other. I mean, there are group Facebook groups and, and social media groups and other platforms and, and meetups in real life that cater to side side hustles. And, you know, if you read through some of those, you know, I, I do go through some of those things. And I think read, on Reddit, there's a side hustle uh, forum as well. And one of the things is, is people are always floating ideas out, you know, thinking, what do you think of this idea? And y- some of the responses I give is, you need to niche down more. You know, no, nobody's trying to solve a vague problem in the world. Everyone's trying to solve a specific problem. In the age of the internet, you know, nobody's typing in a vague search saying, you know, you know, how do I fix my car? They want to know how do I fix something specifically on my car. So when, when you're coming with a side hustle, you need to, you know, so this, I, I've said this before, you're supposed to niche down three times. I think 10 years from now, you're going to be, people are going to be saying, you need to niche down, you know, five times. You know, the, as time goes on and the internet gets more and more robust, you're going to see more and more specific things. I'll give you an example. So one of the side hustles I'm considering is furniture making. You know, I, I've mentioned before, I, I, I'm into woodworking and furniture making. And when I retire, I want to dabble in some of that. But I'm not just going to make furniture. What am I going to compete with Ikea? You know, that's not, that, that's crazy. I'm going to get very niche with my furniture making. I'm going to, I'm going to produce, uh, and this is an example, this is what I'm going to do, but I might produce, you know, make furniture from a particular era, or I could even niche down further. I'll make furniture made by a a particular furniture designer, or even more specific, just this, this is not realistic, but maybe I'd make furniture that is replicas of what, say, Winston Churchill used in his office. You know, something so specific that that, that is where side hustles are born, in, in very specific niches. And would you say that is why a lot of side hustles can thrive is because maybe there are right now 10 different people at this moment who are thinking along the lines of that you're thinking to start a side hustle in furniture making, but each person is going at it at, about it in a different area and different niche. Is that, could that be why side hustles can thrive uh, despite there being a ton out there already like that? You know, in starting a side hustle and being very niche about it, I would disregard competition completely because if it's so niche, you're going to bring a very new perspective to that niche. It, like, there's no shortage of personal finance podcasts on iTunes, but I like to think ours is pretty unique in that, you know, we're, we're really about the spending side of personal finance. And w- then further that, you know, we talk about lifestyle aspects, and, and then we we'd really try to put a Canadian spin on it. You know, y- you're... I wouldn't worry about competition ever in in being niche in a side hustle. I want to talk now about the idea of starting a side hustle. So, Trevor, it's it's not a secret that you're one to have an idea and and sometimes start it but sometimes not finish it or sometimes the other spectrum, you'll have an idea and you'll you'll chew on it, and you'll sit on it and you'll think about it, but it'll never get started. So with those two kind of areas that describe you, what advice do you have for other people about starting a side hustle? Well, you nailed it right there. So 
there's really only like there's there's you can break people into two categories. There's starters who, who people are quick to start something but not follow through. And then there's people who are hesitant to start things because they're not sure if they can finish it. So both are great qualities. And if you're thinking of starting a side hustle with somebody else, know which one you are and surround yourself with the opposite. You know, so if, if you're quick to, you know, throw out an idea and, and, and want to run with it, but your execution or, or you know, finishing it is, is very poor, you want somebody who, who has that caution and says, you know, we could never sustain this, you know, you know, and, and maybe offer a different perspective on, on ideas. So I think that that's very true, that that's one of my, I'll call it a weakness, is I'm a, I'm a great to start things, but I haven't got a lot of follow through. But you are great at follow through. And, and I, that's why I think we make a great team. Can you use this podcast and maybe the, because we've, we've on our advent, podcasting adventure episode, we talked about how, when the idea was incepted and then how long it took to actually launch. Can you talk a little bit about that process and, and when you finally decided that this was going to be a sustainable idea? Well, I, I didn't, I, I questioned its sustainability uh, right up to, and, and after we launched it, I, I wasn't sure, you know, the amount of effort. So a lot of times you just have to do it. You know, if there's not a lot of capital investment, you just got to just do it and, and see where it goes. I mean, but if you have to put a lot of capital up front, then obviously you want to be a little more cautious. I want to jump now onto a very important question when we're talking about side hustles and one that's, I think, at the root of all side hustles, and that's the monetary income or the monetary stream that can come from them. So in one of the articles that we're referencing during this episode, it's by um, Mike Templeman, and it's entitled Six Reasons You Need a Side Hustle. It's from Forbes.com, and he gives his own definition of a side hustle, and so Mike Templeman describes the side hustle as, quote, a secondary revenue stream to your day job, end quote. So that really makes me wonder, and, and I think it's a, a question our listeners may be wondering right now, too, is that should a side hustle be monetarily driven or, or should you always start with a passion and if money leads after, then great? You know, like I, I said, if you, if you start uh, with expectations of money, and that is your sole motivator, it's going to be real hard to stay motivated when the money you were expecting doesn't show up. But if, if you're just super passionate about something and you would do it for free and, you, and it's solving a problem in the world, I guarantee you money will find you. You will get paid. But if you go searching for money first, wanting to get paid, before you deliver any problem-solving strategies, tools, products, it's going to be a struggle because there's there's no shortage of people that are in it for the money. There's a a, a false a far smaller group of people who are in it for the passion, and I can tell when I'm talking to somebody who's in it for the money, and I can tell when I'm talking to somebody who's in it for the passion, and. The people that are for the money, they repel me uh, a, a whole bunch. And I just, if you solve a problem, you bring passion, you will get paid. That That is a certainty. I think it's really easy to see through individuals and, and the idea of transparency being so important. So I think, I think you have to give others more credit to be able to see your intentions. Yeah, you, you, you can't mask that, you know, it, it's, it's so evident. Like, I mean, I, I, I can spot it in, in a couple of minutes of talking to somebody, if they're in it for the money or if they're in it for the passion. And you wouldn't say being in it for the money is a bad thing. You just have to be what very, maybe, I, how would you describe that? Like, I'm just trying to put a word to it. How would you describe being kind of? Well, the people that are in it for the money, there's a little more desperation. Oh yeah, that's that's the word I'm looking. Yeah, it's kind of desperation. In their demeanor, right? They they seemed it, it could be very subtle, 
but there's an element of desperation, you know, the element of trying to close the deal, you know, or, 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 or trying to uh, reel you in. I feel like I'm being played at some level when, when a side hustle is in it for the money. And I'm not against making money in, in side hustles, but that can't be your motivator. That, that can't be your driver because it's going to be hard to sustain when the money doesn't show up. Because if you if you think about it, there's a reason that your side hustle hasn't been your primary job all along. It's because maybe it's set so niche down that maybe it's not a huge uh, money maker. So I think there's always a reason why you didn't pursue that from day one. That that's the truth, and you know, you're, there's a like this is a I think a Seth Godin quote, and he says you're supposed to give, 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 take. Give, 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 take. And he, he thinks of it like a boxer. You know, left, 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 right. And and if you keep giving, you know, I, I he, he once told this story, I'm almost positive with Seth Godin, where somebody eventually, he, he gave so much that somebody said, you know, is there some way I can pay you? You know, you've really helped me a lot. And it hadn't dawned on him that, that this was a, money-making proposition but somebody wanted to pay him and then it grew obviously into a business but it, i think if if you're if you're bringing passion in in and you enjoy the problems of this side hustle getting paid is just going to be a bonus Oh, I completely agree. I mean, there has to be so much genuineness. At, I really at the core of it in order for, for it to really succeed. I I want to move on and ask you about turning a side hustle into a full time endeavor. At what point, and if ever, when should this happen? And and again, if if this should ever happen. Well, it, it would certainly depend on your economic circumstances, but you know, if you do it too soon, you end up. Make, making desperate decisions around your side hustle because the money becomes uh, mission critical. So if you wait until your side hustle is throwing off as much money as your traditional job, you know, that, that's a pretty safe uh, time to make it your full-time job. But it, it's so, so long your side hustle has grown to a, a level that it's, it's stable you de- you never want to be in a desperate situation regarding your side hustle because you'll just when you when you have to succeed when success is monetarily required your decision making becomes flawed. I agree with that, and I I do also want to add that um, someone from my workplace is actually. Has, has a website is it's very successful and she is she's leaving my, our workplace at the end of the month to pursue her her side hustle full-time because she felt there wasn't enough time at the moment to devote as much as she wanted to to the website to to allow it to grow and her content to grow and I think that is a very admirable move to be able to see where your side hustle is going have this vision and be able to commit in a very confident way, knowing that you're going to do whatever you can in your power to make sure this succeeds. I, I just think it shows a lot of confidence in, in what you have to offer in, in the product that you're putting forward. And that that's probably another good time to make the move is when when you know you this this side hustle could be better if you could commit more time. And, and so long financially, it, it all makes sense for you. I mean, you still have to eat and have a place to live. But if all that works out, uh, I mean, it, I'm not saying your your friend is in a soul crushing job, but there isn't many people that wouldn't make uh, some small sacrifices in lifestyle to give up their soul crushing job, you know, to pursue their their true passion. You know that that's not an unreasonable expectation. I I, I would I plan to make that trade myself in the near future. So it's I, I think probably anybody would sign up for that. I want to ask you, because this was a question that was at the top of my mind when I was creating this outline and going through what we we're going to talk about today, but it was kind of the the balance between how, how much money you should invest into a side hustle 
when you're first starting off, because when we talked about our extracurricular episode that a few episodes ago, we, we were talking about how you are basically willing to throw anything, any amount of money into something you love because you love it. So at what point, um, do you, should you really put money into your side hustle and, and, and where can you draw the line? Well, if you look at your side hustle as a hobby, you know, a lot of people will spend a lot of money on hobbies. You know, they'll throw a lot of money at it. So producing this podcast, it costs money to do this. You know, there's hosting fees and, you know, domain fees and uh, some equipment we had to invest in. And I I viewed it just as a hobby, as I would spend money on any hobby. And if it evolves into a side hustle, that's great. But so I, I would put money into side hustles as I would put money into any hobby. Because at some level, you can't really have a podcast unless you, or a a good quality podcast, maybe audio quality wise, unless you put money into buying a microphone. So, and and good sound quality has made listening to the podcast enjoyable. So I, I think, and then it makes making the podcast more enjoyable. So I think it's this vicious circle that you really have to invest yourself into in order to really be kind of happy within that, um, that hobby. And, and there's no shortage of people like there's, there's levels of investment. And at some point, you know, you've, you, you reach at a point where you can't continue to invest until you get a bit of a return from it. So there, there is a point where it becomes more than a hobby from an investment standpoint. And that's when you really have to look at it and say, you know, you, you have to have a, a roadmap and say, well, you know, what is this going to become? No, I absolutely agree with that. Be- and and we there, it is so fortunate that in essentially every hobby, there is so many different price points um, and, and levels of quality for everything that you probably want to purchase from bikes to microphones to everything else in between. So we talked about starting a side hustle, but let's talk about the extreme opposite and quitting a side hustle. So I mean, hopefully anyone who starts a side hustle never has to quit it or let it go. But at what point and, and, and what are any red flags that may go off to indicating that maybe you should give your side hustle a rest? Well, so just from a, you know, if you're no, no longer enjoying it. So like I mentioned earlier, if you have a soul crushing job, if your side hustle um, becomes somewhat soul crushing or adds additional stress to your life that or you no longer enjoy the problems of your side hustle it might be time to walk away because if you're spending eight hours a day um in something that's that's you know sucking the life out of you you don't want to spend all your spare time you know doing more of that at just something different so that would be a good time to walk away from when it's evolved into something that you didn't intend it to be and but from a financial standpoint um so I mentioned this guy, he fixed, he, he, when I was a kid, my neighbor, he worked on cars. He repaired cars in his backyard garage as a side hustle. And I remember he invested in a, a, some significant tools, you know, a, um, a hydraulic jack and an air compressor. And he, he sort of tooled at his shop all of a sudden, you know, so he made a bit of an investment. And the theory was he... he it's not that he would fix any more cars, but he would enjoy fixing cars. You know, it'd be more enjoyable. It'd be, and he, he, he ended up fixing more cars. So it worked out for him. I think you have to, you need somebody in your life to help you reason check. You know, if this makes sense, somebody who's somewhat removed from it. So for me in my life, it'd be my wife. You know, if she said, you know what, that, that, that doesn't sound like a hobby anymore. You know, you're, you're throwing tens of thousands of dollars at this. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, crazy for a hobby, you know, and, and if it's not producing any income or very little income to, to, to offset that expense, then maybe it's time to walk away from it. You know, maybe, and the other one is maybe you, you know, the problem you were solving in the world is no longer a problem, you know? So if, if, but you might still think it is. So if you're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist anymore, that's a, another good time to walk away from a side hustle or or evolve your side hustle into solving a problem that does exist. 
I really like those two points, especially the first one, because it's so easy to invest money into something and, and convince yourself that in order to be successful within the side hustle, you need to invest X amount of dollars. It reminds me of getting a gym membership and telling yourself the only way I can work out and, and maybe get fit and lean is if I have a gym membership and everything else is off the table. Anything less than a gym membership isn't enough. You know, I've told this story before, but it's worth saying again. I remember I read an article in a, a furniture making magazine of a guy, he was a, a mason, so a bricklayer, and he had uh, raised four children and put them all through post-secondary education. And all the tools he needed for his, for his job, his, his traditional employment, fit into a bucket. And the bucket was a tool as well. It carried water. And his hobby, which, you know, I, I don't know if he made any money, on it, but let's just say it was a side hustle, was furniture making. And he had acquired a garage full of tools that, you know, he had spent tens of thousands of dollars on and he still didn't have all the tools he needed. So that that's an example where, you know, you, you got to ask yourself, is, is this a side hustle? Is this a hobby? And is it still okay on the sanity scale? I want to move on now to talking about your personal experiences inside hustles. I mean, you've mentioned so far furniture making and this podcast, but is there any other side hustles that you've pursued that haven't worked out or any side hustles you want to pursue uh, moving forward? So this podcast, I don't, I, I at this point it's still a hobby to me. I, I, I don't know that I'm ever going to want to turn this into some sort of financial side hustle. If it evolves into that, that's great. I, I just love doing this. Um, my furniture making, I, I do want that to turn into a side hustle. And, and I, I am planning that. I've I've went at it from a couple of angles previously and realized I hadn't niched down enough. You know, I I wasn't very specific on the things I was building and, and, and trying to sell. And, and there was... So, I wasn't able to build a customer base because nobody knew what I was going to build next. So it, it kind of, y you need to be very niche. A and that was where I went wrong when I started. So now that I understand niche and the importance of it, I mean, go on Etsy, if you're familiar with the Etsy store, uh, and you look at anybody's individual Etsy store, the ones that appear successful are the ones that are, you know, offer a very specific, product line you know and they they vary you know narrow in focus so we have two kind of main areas left to talk about for this episode and the first of the two is reasons why to start a side hustle so we've we've kind of talked about what a side hustle is and all the little nuances about it but now we're going to jump into the actual reasons why a side hustle is a good idea and and why it's a good fit for you and then we're going to jump into we're going to close the episode out with providing a list of side hustle ideas to get you thinking about what a side hustle is and maybe widening what you consider a side hustle. So Trevor, let's jump into reasons to start a side hustle. So to really support these reasons, we have two different articles today. One I've introduced already by Mike Templeman, Six Reasons You Need a Side Hustle. And the other one is by Robin McDaniel. It's from everythingfinanceblog.com and it's entitled Five Reasons You Need a Side Hustle, both of which will be in our show notes so you can go back and check those out yourself because we're just, just going to be highlighting the main points within each article during this episode. So Trevor, I'm just going to go through them and I'll just get your take on all of them as we do go through them. So the, the first one within Mike's article is it will give you an outlet for your passion. Yeah, you know, there's no sense, you know, me building a whole bunch of furniture and, and you know, your house can only hold so much furniture. It, 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 by having a side hustle in furniture making, it, it gives a give me a, an outlet for, for building this stuff. And like this this podcast, uh, I'm you know, the people around me get tired of listening to me talk about personal finance. This gives me an outlet. So I, I think that's a great reason. The second point within Mike's article is that it will give you more enjoyment in your day job. Well, it, it, it may and it may not. You know, it, the more you get into your side hustle, the more you're going to be thinking about it. And 
if it's like I'm suggesting, dramatically different, meaning you and you know you're you're in a soul crushing job, therefore your side hustle needs to be incre- incredibly uh, a, a big passion of yours. I, I think it may have the opposite effect. You know, you you may be dreaming about doing your side hustle, but you're stuck in this soul crushing job. So the second point in Mike's article is it will give you more enjoyment in your day job. And and this point kind of seems a little bit counterintuitive because it's usually the opposite. So I'll just read what he said and I'll, I'll get your thoughts on it after Trevor. But Mike said, one of the best parts of having a side hustle is the money it can provide for you. When I was still employed at a nine to five job, I had a side endeavor that started earning me more money than my salary was paying me. And you'd think that this would make me less committed to my job since I didn't need the money. But instead, it did the opposite. Because I wasn't going to work for the paycheck, I started loving going into the office. It was a cool place for me to socialize and push my limits by working on cool projects. All of a sudden, I started getting promoted because I was putting in extra effort all over the place and my ideas were getting recognized. Eventually, I left that job to chase my side hustle, but for the time that I was doing it, it was amazing. End quote. So, what do you think about that? Well, I would say to start with, so he did not have a soul-crushing job. He had a job that he enjoyed at some level. He enjoyed the problems of that job. And I agree with him. If all of a sudden the money that you're getting from that job is not as important as it used to be, the stress goes away. Because generally work isn't, isn't the source of the stress. It's the, the risk of losing that job is the, is the source of the stress. So I would agree with this point. You know, that, that's a, that is a good point, assuming you have a job that you enjoy at some level. And and we're and here's hoping that our listeners do hopefully have a job that they enjoy at some level. So so yeah, Mike's point isn't that far off. The third point in Mike's article is that will give you freedom. And he says that many people describe leaving their job to start a business as a leap of faith. But if you're already making a significant income from your side hustle before you leave your day job, then there's not much of a leap. No, and I agree with that. If you've if you've built your side hustle into something with a great foundation, uh, very predictable income streams, then you you can make that leap and and with confidence too, which is I think very important. You know you you don't want to be making this leap too soon, but if if you've built something and it's solid, then definitely. I want to go back to a very important point that you just said, and that is a reliable and predictable income stream and. I feel like that may be a common misperception or conception about side hustles is that they do not provide a steady, constant income stream. Well, if you think of traditional employment, that is the probably the riskiest source of stream of income you'll ever have. You basically have put all your your eggs in one basket, right? So if you lose that job, you're, you're, all your money's gone. If you have a side hustle and you have, you know, four, five, six customers and one customer leaves, you still got five other customers and all you got to do is go find one more customer, replace the one that just left. So traditional employment is is riskier than people think. And I do want to, we'll follow up with that point. Um, Rob McDaniel mentions that in his article, so we will follow up with that point. But just to close off with the rest of Mike's points, um, the next one is it will make you more creative. And this brings us back to how I was talking about earlier, how an individual may come home feeling drained and not have energy to invest into something. They'll just want to decompress. So uh, finding a job that maybe makes you excited makes you more creative. Well, if if you love solving the problems of your side hustle, you know if they in, if they empower you, you know if you really enjoy that, then it will give you energy that you didn't think you had. I know this podcast does it to me. I come home at the end of the day and I, and, I, and, I, and I'm tired, but as soon as we hit record, man, I am on. You know, and I I, I love every minute of this. Mike's last point is really simple, and it's you'll be happier. Yes and no. If your expectations are, you know, this thing has to produce money in six months, you know, you might be happy at the beginning, but closer to the six month mark, you might not be so happy. So you have to have reasonable expectations to get enjoyment or happiness out of your side hustle. 
And that's it's funny you bring that up because it's exactly what Mike mentions within this point in that if you only are making $50 a month from your side hustle, that's the, the number he just quoted in his article, then that's $50 more dollars of expendable income that you can that you, that you wouldn't have had otherwise if you just had your main job. So let's jump on to the second article that has a, a five more reasons why you should have a side hustle. So this one again is by Robin McDaniel from everythingfinanceblog.com. And he, he has a good, a good list of uh, reasons here with the first one being the chance to be your own boss. You know, being the boss comes with a, a lot of burden and a lot of responsibility and, and and so if your side hustle grows into something that throws off a lot of money, uh, you, you'll at some point have to make tough decisions. And, and, and decisions when you don't, you're working with imperfect information and you're going on gut hunches. And so being the boss isn't always what it's cracked up to be. And Robin also makes the point within the article that uh, developing a really strong sense of self-discipline is so key when you are making yourself your own boss. And Trevor, we see this all the time with this podcast. I mean, just having someone else there makes you more accountable and more more disciplined to to create an outline or, or edit down the show. Oh, and someone just you know bounce ideas off. You know, does this make sense or does this even sound interesting? So it's yeah, having a, a partner rather than being the boss is probably more beneficial. Oh, for sure. The number of times I come to you with an idea that that you'll modify or you'll shoot down is it's it's very very beneficial and and it, I truly think it makes a show into what it is. Um, number two is try out a career without quitting your full time job, and I think this one's really uh, really important and kind of the fundamental basis of side hustles. Yeah, you may think you like something until you get immersed in it and you realize, you know, that there's more to this than you had thought. And again, you don't like solving the problems of this side hustle like you thought you would have. And you, you can abandon it without much risk. So the idea of being able to try out a career without quitting your full-time job really eliminates that very hardcore entrepreneurial big leap where you start this business and hope it takes off uh, aspect that might have been there traditionally until side hustles really took off. That is true. You know, the flip side of that would be if you're not all in, you might not, you know, give it 100% of your effort, you know, just to play devil's advocate uh, that, that, you know, there's a downside to that as well. I know we're going to get on to actual side hustles that you can pursue, but I want to infuse a little bit of an example here. And, and one is just my job in itself. I, I work at a health food store right now, and I always had a dream of starting a health food store, but actually working at a health food store has really opened my eyes to all the behind the scenes. And, and I really admire everyone who makes the store operate as it does. And I realize it's way more than meets the eye. So even an example like that, even working at a bakery, if you've ever wanted to have your own bakery, I, I think could be super valuable just to actually see if that's something you would want to actually take responsibility for. You know, I had a friend who always wanted to start a restaurant and he went and worked part-time at a restaurant uh, just to learn the business. And so, and he, he might I think he did that for about, it was less than a year. And once he saw the behind the scenes and all the aggravation of running a restaurant, he was done with that dream. No, and I totally believe that because, it, I mean, as a customer, that, that's you, you kind of see the best face of the organization. You don't really get to see all the little nuances and problems that occur. And unless you like solving those problems, unless you thrive on that, like, like you've been saying, it's definitely a, a mind a mind opener and an eye opener. Um, our second last point, I'm skipping over number three because we kind of covered it. Number three is make money at a hobby and pursue your dream job. So we've kind of been over um, how you can. You, you know, I just want to say something about, about that. A lot of times when you introduce um, earning money, so, so you might have a hobby you really enjoy, but as soon as you monetize it, it might lose its appeal. And a good example of that is, so So I'm going to go back to furniture making. The minute you're trying to make money, you know, you're kind of on the clock when you're making your furniture because you want to sort of make sure you're, you, you know, you're making a 
decent amount of money for the amount of time you invest. And so the minute you try to monetize it and you put yourself on the clock, meaning you have to become efficient at whatever task you're doing in order to make a certain amount of money, meaning I have to make you know, so many pieces of furniture a month in order to generate enough income to live off of is, is a good example. From I, I go from enjoying an aspect of furniture making to having to become really efficient at it, and maybe be, being efficient is not an aspect I like. So, money, you know, making money at hobbies isn't all it's you know all it's cracked up to be. That's an excellent point. And whenever one, I never really thought of, but it's it's so true. As soon as you add money to the to the table, things don't quite look the same as they did before. So point number four, and this is the one you were talking about earlier, and I want to come back to it, is diversifying your income. Yeah, having multiple streams of income is is the safety net. You know, everybody wants job security. Well, you know, it, it doesn't exist, not not in this global economy we, we're in today. Uh, business, you know, companies go out of business. In the town I live in, I, I live here 20 years, I've probably seen 10 businesses, you know, just close their doors and people are out of jobs. So by having a side hustle, you have multiple streams of income, which gives you a, a cushion or, or insulates you from from that kind of, you know, life-disrupting event. And if you really stop to think about it, it's kind of crazy that all this time we have been relying on a single employer to, to, to pay us because, I mean, you're right, in a blink of an eye, you could be unemployed. So even having a side hustle or pursuing your hu- side hustle as a full-time job because you have multiple maybe customers or if your full-time job like gives out, you do have this backup income. So it really makes sense. You know, I, this is another podcast, but what I think you're going to see employees become less, m- more hesitant to commit themselves to a company that, that they don't trust is going to be around forever. And, and you're going to see people pursuing, you know, uh, well-paying part-time jobs, multiple part-time jobs to, to insulate themselves from this because it becomes more and more common and, and more, you know, manufacturing operations are moving to Mexico or China. You're going to see people who just don't want to expose themselves to the risk of a single full-time job. You are completely right. This is a whole episode in itself, but it, it is really, it's really enlightening to see that that part-time jobs used to be and maybe still are reflected upon as subpar to a full one full-time job but you are right there there is we really are seeing a shift the last point presented within this article by robin is to find a career that offers fulfillment and I, i think this is what everyone is really aiming for at the end of the day well i you know, one way to look at it is you get to test drive a career, right? Before you actually commit to it, you, you can, you know, see if you like the problems of that job and, and if, it, if it's what you thought it was going to be and maybe fine tune it. Like we talked about niching down, you know, uh, you might get into a side hustle and then once you're in it and you get exposed to people in that particular industry, you get drawn in a different direction that you never thought you would go in and, and there's even more opportunity. So it, it, it allows you to go into an industry or market and and find your place in it. You know, that, that, that side hustle gives you that, that leeway to, to sort of feel your way around and, and, and land in the right place. So again, that was Five Reasons You Need a Side Hustle by Robin McDaniel from everythingfinanceblog.com, which will, of course, be in our show notes. So Trevor, we've talked a, about reasons why you need a side hustle, but... Let's talk about side hustle ideas in general. And I want to lead this off by saying that I think the ideas for side hustles and what constitutes a side hustle is maybe not what one may initially think. No, I would agree. And, you know, a a lot of times a side hustle is another form of traditional employment, but on a part-time basis. So, a lot of people think of a side hustle as starting a business or being entrepreneurial, but it, uh, a, a side hustle can be a, another traditional employment opportunity in something that you make you know less money at, but you really enjoy. So it, 
it isn't always what you think it is. So I'm going to run through, there's an article, a great article, it's qu- called 24 Awesome Side Hustles You Can Do While Working Part-Time by Lauren Grootman. It is from www.laurengrootman.com. And I'll just run through uh, some of her side hustle ideas. Um, again, very commonplace, very, very doable. Um, one is right online. And this one, this one is doable because, I mean, I know I've even written online and it's so easy because you can do it from anywhere. As long as you have a computer and some internet, you, you can do that. But, you know, with this, you need to be solving a problem in the world. You know, if you're writing online, it's great to write about something you're interested in. But if, if you want people to come and read it, you need to be solving a problem in the world today with, with your words. Oh, for sure. And, and definitely a little bit of writing talent as well. But maybe if you're solving a problem, you're right. Actually, solving a problem is probably the first, utmost important, be above above writing your actual writing ability, which is crazy to think. But I, I you're completely right. Um, another one is to teach music lessons. And this would, this one could almost be up your alley, Trevor, too. So I, I went into a, an adult music program and... I was struggling with with it, and you know, I, I was struggling to keep up with the band I was in. And I I went for music lessons as an adult. And it turns out, you know, there there's teachers that teach kids, and there's teachers that teach adults, and it, they're completely different. You know, that the, their approach to teaching music obviously is very different. And I had started with a teacher that taught children, and I, I didn't feel, you know, it just didn't feel right and uh, then that that teacher actually pointed me to somebody who I might be a better fit with so teaching music is you know a, l- a lot of people who know how to read and music and play an instrument just take it for granted but it's, it's it's a skill that can be marketed another one is to take pictures you know this is becoming less and less of a of a side hustle and I'm gonna say in terms of camera equipment, it seems every time I'm on vacation, someone's got a camera with a lens that's two feet long, you know, and they're they're just, and they're not photographers, they're just out taking pictures. With everything we made in China, you know, camera equipment is getting less and less expensive, and people are thinking of themselves more and more as photographers. But I know I've seen your pictures, Courtney, and you have an eye for what to take a picture of. And that, that is something... You know, you you need a vision for, and I believe you have it, and I believe I don't, because <laughs> when I take pictures of stuff, you know, I see something beautiful, I take the picture, and it does not look beautiful. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, and this uh, moving on to our next point, this one is you actually, know, you know, another. So you put uh, photos up on Instagram, and and in those photos, you didn't take the picture. But you're looking for a picture that tells a story of what our podcast was about, a particular episode. And that's the vision I'm talking about. You didn't take the picture, but you knew what you were looking for. You know, you, 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 so it's being visionary in any side hustle. I think you need that, but particularly in photography. No, and, and, and you're right. That's a, it's an excellent point. And, and like you mentioned about the teaching music is definitely maybe something that you don't realize, um, is is something that you actually have honed in on but is actually valuable um again for this podcast and and uh for for taking pictures so i i appreciate that and the next one is one that applies to you and and one i was actually wondering if you would take up and it's a be a small business accountant so right now and for all listeners who maybe are just tuning in for the first time trevor is a corporate accountant and i mean with that must come uh so much stress would you ever scale it down and and enjoy maybe the actual accounting work at a smaller level so i'm going to give this an absolute no and it's because you know how how i said earlier that if you have a job that is you know somewhat soul crushing then your side hustle needs to be more enjoyable than somebody who's got a job that's you know less soul crushing so I'm going to say my job is soul crushing enough that I'm not going to do accounting work when I'm not at work. So for me, this is not an option. And I said I like the problems of accounting, but not enough to do it as a side hustle. And that's a really good realization where you're being honest with yourself and knowing 
what you're capable, mentally like, capable of taking on. Like I clearly have the skill and a lot of people hate doing accounting for their small businesses. So that's a problem that needs to be solved in the world today. And, and I'm, I'm somewhat skilled at it, but I could not bring the required passion. So I said at the beginning that there are 24 and, but we are definitely not going to go through all 24. I mean, it'll be in the show notes. You can go check out. I'm just hiding a few of the kind of the key interesting ones that maybe you you wouldn't have initially thought are uh, side hustle ideas. So yeah, by no way are we going to bore you with all 24. A credible article though with 24, but we're not going to, not going to infuse that all into the podcast today. But another one here is be a coach. And I really like this one because I actually did this myself. I love canoeing. I mean, me and my family used to go on canoe trips and I loved it. So I thought, what better way than to teach other youth and, and adults and how to how to how to canoe and kayak. So I took this up and it's I mean, I'm not I wouldn't say the best canoe or kayaker, but I, I enjoy teaching other people and sharing that passion with other people. Well, you know, being a coach isn't necessarily just sports related. You know, you could be a money coach. You could be a, a, a public speaking coach. You know, people, some people just have a skill to motivate other people or focus other people. And, and that's, again, solving a problem in the world. You know, some people have all the talent in the world, but they're not focused. And, and a coach can help do that in any aspect of your life, not, not, not just sports. So um, the last one that we're going to bring up from this article and one that I just, I think hits home is become a dog walker. So I personally live in an apartment on the sixth floor and uh, my roommate does not want a dog. So this really resonates with me because I mean, and it's a good example of how you can immerse yourself in something that you really enjoy for, for fleeting moments and that alone can bring you happiness. So you don't need the entire thing in your possession. You can just have the experience of that um, once in a while. Well, anyone who's, ha- who's had a pet, you come home from a hard day at work and, uh, you know, I'll say a dog because that's what I had. Uh, that dog, you know, just makes all your problems go away. So if, if you do love pets and you are in a position where you can't have one of your own, why not care for somebody else's? I mean, I think this is a great side hustle. And there's only two kinds of people, people who love animals and people who don't. So if, if you're an animal lover, and you get an opportunity to be around animals more. And again, you're solving a problem in the world. I mean, people, you know, they work long hours, they need someone to walk their dogs. I think that's a great side hustle in, in a way to really embrace a passion. I lied. There's one more that caught my eye from this article, and it is be a product demonstrator. So I like this because we, I'm sure you, all our listeners, have a product that you're super passionate about, that you really like, that you want to literally make sure everyone knows about. So this would be a good way to to really share your love with of something with others. You know, I, my, I'm going to say I, I don't know about this one, and I'm going to tell you why is, if I'm, if you've ever been to Costco or Walmart and there's someone demonstrating a product and they seem to get, you know, they're knowledgeable about the product, you know, and if, you, if you're in a hurry, you don't take the time to listen to them, I think it would be a very unrewarding opportunity on the surface. It looks that way to me anyway. I'm going to argue that and say that I think it depends. I mean, at the health food store every Friday, we have product demonstrators who come in and 90% of the people who wander into our health food store are in there because they're looking for health-related information, health-related products. So seeing an opportunity to try something out or taste something, I think is a very beneficial opportunity for that customer. So you know what the difference between your example and mine was? What? Niche. 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 And so if you pursue a side hustle, in a niche, you're, you're, more, you're more likely to succeed. And that was a perfect example. I talked about Walmart and Costco, which are anything but niche stores. And you talked about a niche store where people do quite well and enjoy it. So you're right. If, you, if you're a product demonstrator and you're in a very specific niche, you're, you're right. People are going to you know, be gravitating to you to get information. And I, 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 I love that because it really brings the idea of a niche to a full circle. So that's all that we're going to bring up from the article by Lauren Grootman um, called 24 Awesome Side Hustles You Can Do While Working Full-Time. Excellent, excellent article. Um, again, we didn't mention all 24, but that will be in the show notes. You can go check it out and, and maybe get a little bit of inspiration there. 
Um, and we didn't get time to talk about the other one, but it's from Forbes.com and it's called 15 Easy Side Hustles Millennials Can Start This Weekend by Ryan Robinson. And Trevor, I, I we're going to close off this episode soon, but I, I want to ask you the emphasis on millennials. Do you think this side hustle, maybe the innovative ideas that side hustles bring has to do with the millennial mind or, or do you think someone, I mean, you have ideas for side hustles, but do, do you think the innovation of side hustles and, and maybe these creative ideas come from the younger generations? I think the millennial generation is a very innovative generation. And I think when the history books look back at, you know, the 20th and 21st century, I think that millennial generation will, 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 will have appeared as inventors and innovative people as a whole. No, I, I do have to agree with that because a lot of our, a lot is progressing so fast right now with technology and ideas. So I, I have to agree with you. Well, the environment they're growing up in is changing so rapidly that they, they have to think differently than I did at their age. Oh, for sure, because because what flew maybe last year is not going to fly today because things are, are progressing that quickly. No, great point. So doing a whole episode on side hustles really made me think that an interview on an individual who has engaged in a side hustle and, and maybe their story of success or their adventures in, in their side hustle would be super beneficial to this podcast. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. You know, we, we've had different guests on, but we've never had somebody who's who's had a side hustle and I'd really like to get somebody on to tell us about some of their failures and some of their successes. So if you're listening to this right now and you have a side hustle that you would love to share with our listeners and, and come on the show and just speak to, do not hesitate to reach out to us. I mean, we'd, we'd love to hear your story. We had a whole episode on this, but like, let's get in some uh, real world experience. So send us an email to live life simple three, six, five at gmail.com with, with your side hustle story that we can, uh, we can have you on to share. And, and we're also going to, I mean, if you don't want to share your idea through a podcast with us, you can always share your idea, uh, over at our Instagram page. After listening to this episode, you can head over to our Instagram page at simple money solutions and you're and we'll have a question of the week. We're going to start doing that. We're going to have a question of the week posted on our Instagram page related to the episode of that week. So head over there and and comment on uh and the question of this week is what is your side hustle idea? So regardless if you started it yet or it's your 5 years into it or whether this is idea that's brewing in your head, let's start a conversation over on our Instagram page and and just get just get the ideas going and, and maybe that will help inspire other people who've been wanting to start their own side hustle. So Trevor, to close off this episode, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners today? Well, I've said this and it's worth repeating. With a side hustle, solve a problem, bring your passion, and don't be searching for money. Money will find you. Well said. So that is it for this week. Thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate having you along for the journey every single week. And if this is your first time being with us, thank you for tuning in. And we hope to see all of you back here next Monday with a new episode. Until next week, keep it simple.